The awesome foursome, Sangeeta, Poonam, Uma and Meenal are back with another episode of Crash Landed on K-Dramas. So when we talk about K-Dramas and uh, scenes and everything that goes on between the characters, right? There is so much importance given to the exact location where it is filmed or exact setting where it is being done, like a home or a park or a museum. There is so much thought given to why it's happening there, when it's happening and how the whole scene is going to come together. There is the level of detail that they go into these things is quite amazing. And we can't help but notice all the effort that has gone into it, right? When we love them so much, we have watched so many dramas and we see some linkages. We see that and go, oh, I saw this in the other drama too. Oh, I've I've definitely seen uh, somebody else go to that restaurant and some other actress go to that coffee shop. So it's things that you notice and the things that you love about dramas. There are so many other things that come together. There are so many such locations and shooting spots that come together to make that drama wholesome. So first thing that we talk about any drama, I doubt if there are any K-drama fans who have watched, even if you say five, six dramas also, if you haven't come across or heard about Namsan Tower or Ensoul Tower, as they call it, I don't think you have watched the right kind of dramas then. <laughs> There's so much that we have to talk about Namsan Tower. I think Poonam will have like reams and reams of it to <laughs> go on about Namsan Tower. Do you want to tell Poonam? She could do an entire episode on Namsan Tower, the way she was discussing Absolutely. it. Poonam <laughs> will become a PhD in Namsan Tower. In a way, yes. I do feel like deceptively that I have a PhD on Namsan Tower. When I started watching K-dramas, I just could not escape from Namsan Tower. The first dramas that I watched were Coffee Prince. There is this male leads house. From the terrace of that house, you can see Namsan Tower. And then uh, it is implied in the legend of the blue sea that Namsan Traver is walking distance away because, you know, in the last scene when she leaves, she remembers the place that she had met Lee Minho uh, at Namsan Tower. So in my love from another star, Junji Hai, she says that this is a must visit place for couples only. And she says that I'm going to deck up there if we are going to Namsan Tower. And then she goes there and she ties a love lock. She even makes it a point to tell the male lead who is an alien that now our love is locked forever. And he's obviously skeptical about it, but he thinks that, okay, she loves it so much, then why not? And for the uh, these shows, mostly I watched long time ago, like five years ago. Imagine my surprise that five years later, I watched Waikiki 2. And here's again, all the, the male lead and the two ducklings will live in a house come guest house where from the terrace, they can see Namsan Tower. And what falls in their house? A shooting star. It's unbelievable sequence. I just cannot get away from Namsan Tower. Uh, I then looked up, how is it possible? So many K-drama houses is nearby Namsan Tower. So I googled it. I found out that it's a Namsan mountain, which is in the middle of Seoul. The end tower is believed to be seen from all sides of Seoul. So obviously K-dramas are taking advantage of that. I know that there is an observatory sky deck because there are scenes there. So there is a famous kissing scene in My Lovely Samson where the lead pair is kissing on a very distinguishable staircase. That became so famous. It's called a Samson Staircase or Samson Steps. And you can just Google it and you can find different uh, tourists going there and posting a video of that place. For Namsan Trower, the K-dramas are essentially using very creative locations to show them. For example, My Rooftop Prince. 
you can see the cable car you can see the fountain you can see in la dolce vita and all of those places i think boys over flower also has a lot of namchan tower maybe uma you want to talk about the boy let me know so punam you mentioned about namzan tower being used very creatively in various dramas but in boys over flowers it's a very cliched thing that they use it for when a boy meets a girl and they get accidentally locked in just it reminds me of very old uh, movie hindi movie uh, where rishi kapoor and dimple kapadia gets locked in the room and there is this famous song around it it just exactly reminds me of this they go late night lee min ho and uh, gumjandi who's the you know female lead they both go to the cable car and they get locked out accidentally entire night they freeze in the cold and what happens in the cable car so that is a very very cliched thing but it was played very cutely as usual by lee min ho apart from that uh, if i want to mention about namzan tower I, the led lighting that they do uh, on special occasions or when the boy wants to impress a girl that's what happens in boys over flowers by the way and uh, that is very good and very creative you must mention in boys over flowers they take the credit of doing that lighting on their own as it's the boyfriend doing it all over for the girlfriend and not the stage by the way <laughs> you don't have to spell it out they know it puna come on don't be a unromantic person come on talking about the cable car the cable car ride in namsan Oh my gosh also has exactly that scene where they both take the cable car and then come back and after that there's a lot of intimate discussion that they do about her whole being uh, possessed by a ghost and all that so she tells him the truth after she gets off from the cable car but the scene when you talk about these cable cars right i find them very funny in any of the dramas for that matter not just korean dramas because typically think about it it's a tourist place and there is a cable car generally when you think about these places there are huge queues and cable cars are always crowded and imagine how these dramas make you believe that it's just two people stuck in that cable car and <laughs> there is so much romance and intimacy happening in that i find that quite hilarious when i think about it <laughs> but on the other hand in haina yeah she actually dupes him she gives the impression that she wants to go on a cable car romantic ride with him but she actually leaves him there and <laughs> lets him get in and she walks off very coolly and he's just go like what the hell just happened <laughs> so there is there is some bits which they do use in a different way because well. believe that cable car rides are romantic things to do you're not getting the point guys it's really what are you talking about pointing out you're right puna you're absolutely right <laughs> he takes her there because the ghost self had wanted to go to the namsan tower which is why she had trouble having happy time on that date because she, it is like i didn't ask for <laughs> this date and talking about lee min ho chebol hair come on he can do this much <laughs> you bet totally <laughs> no he bought he buys the cable car for a day in next scene <laughs> <laughs> watching k dramas i have now learned that there is an observatory and it's a mountain there is a cable car you use the mountain i've pretty much seen the fountain in there it, maybe you know girls we all will go there in, in our soul trip <laughs> to namzan tower and we won't need a tour guide because punam will lead Absolutely. the way for us yeah, yeah. he knows yeah. it all <laughs> yeah other thing that you often see is a 63 building one of sangeeta's favorite drama has it climaxes over there so maybe sangeeta do you want to talk about it oh yes absolutely my girl what else 
So my girl has so many scenes uh, around building 63, what they used to call back then. I think it is also called 63 Square now. So Lida Hay is obsessed with going to building 63. I mean, she's roamed across a lot of countries and she was in Jeju Island, but she hasn't seen these tall buildings in Seoul and she wants to go there. So Lee Dong-wook's character, he takes her there. They have a nice little non-date date over there. And that is where he realizes his feelings for her also. And at the end of the drama, the climax scene, I mean, I don't want to uh, give away the entire joy of watching that scene because it's actually very touching. She tells him how to get over in something. If she, if he's not feeling good about it, he has to get over it by going to the tallest building. So he remembers that when he thinks that things are not going their way and he actually goes there and that is where the final whole climax scene happens and she comes back to him and he meets her. So it's such a beautiful scene and the whole drama, pretty much half of the drama, she's obsessed with building 63. He even asks her, why are you so obsessed with building 63? There are taller buildings now. <laughs> Probably it was tall when you were a child, but now there are taller buildings. Do you, don't you want to see them? But she says that, I had this building as the tallest building in my childhood when I wanted to go for a school excursion. So you won't understand the feeling, right? So that, that is a very sweet thing to depict. But I'm drawing parallels with the Hollywood. If building 63, this is like Empire State Building of Sleepless in Seattle, the kind of, you know, climax scene is. And Namsun Tower is like Eiffel Tower. Because uh, when Sangeeta was describing that scene, there are parallels to those similar scenes that have taken place in Hollywood movies as well. And Poonam, for me, Namsun Amazon Tower, uh, I relate to Burj Khalifa in Dubai because wherever and whichever part of Dubai you are, you will definitely see True. a Burj Khalifa. So for me, I can relate to Burj Khalifa. So it's Eiffel Tower and Burj Khalifa. <laughs> so talking about Building 63, the one that I was trying to tell, there is also an aquarium which comes in Legend of the Blue Sea and uh, there is a fantastic action scene where Lee Minho is handcuffed and still he manages to beat the villain in City Hunter. In Legend of the Blue Sea, uh, the male lead, uh, Lee Min Ho, and uh, Shin Chong, who is the uh, female lead played by Jun Ji Hyun, meet after a long gap. And that's when, that's the second time that they meet in the entire series. And given that she is a mermaid, obviously, Aquarium plays a good role. The time I stood up and noticed Building 63 was uh, in The King, The Eternal Monarch, where in one of the very important plot scenes, which I don't want to mention it right now, she refers to the iconic building 63 and then she draws a parallel and that's how the you know the plot develops around that only later on i found out about the aquarium was also inside the tall building uma mentioned aquarium and it brought me to water and we cannot not speak about han river right that runs through seoul and i was just looking up and uh, somebody compared it to the river scene of paris that's how the significance is for han river in seoul to me uh, han river i remember a couple of scenes what's wrong with secretary uh, kim uh, where he takes her on the cruise and the fireworks and how beautifully that the whole thing is set up plays a big role in uh, startup because hanji pyong's apartment oversees han river oh my god i was just waiting <laughs> for this i had to <laughs> and Strong Bong Soon, they go on a lovely picnic date, uh, both of them. I think when they start dating, they've accepted the feelings and they go. So I thought that these bits were very significant uh, in K-dramas. I'm sure you girls must have spotted some other bits uh, around Han River in uh, 
in in your dramas favorite dramas even in uh, my love from another star the whole scene where the other actress gets killed it it all happens on the cruise yes janji hyun and uh, he suddenly appears on the cruise she has no clue how he appeared and he saves her so that that crucial scene is also on a river cruise for me the han river represents a big real estate spot because if you see expensive houses are built around that and it's sold for a bomb apparently and in the k drama i noticed a lot of bridges that fly and connect from one part to the other and one of the bridge was at hangang bridge it's also called as the han river bridge apparently the thing that stood out for me was uh, something that i watched recently is w2 worlds uh, where lee jong suk plays the male lead of kang cheol and uh, he jumps off the river uh, he is a webtoon character and he, this scene keeps repeatedly coming ac- throughout the drama and it's a very beautiful scene in the night uh, where the bridge is fully lit up and all that and the guy is very sad and he's trying to jump off the off the bridge of course it's a sad thing but but don't worry uh, listeners everything goes well don't worry there is another scene in the bride of hebe because it's a water god related thing uh, both they jump inside the water that's where i see the bridge again the hangang bridge so han river is very well uh, covered it's a very beautiful sight in the night so since we are on water when we talk about han river the most common interesting location that we see in k dramas is jeju island the frequency with which they talk about jeju do as they call it jeju island you just want to go there you just want to see what the hell is this jeju island there was so much fondness with which they speak about and so much uh, travel that they do to jeju island both in terms of work and fun you always feel like okay let me also go check it out so one of the dramas which really made me feel that was warm and cozy warm and cozy yu yun sok and kang sora they both stay in, on jeju island yu yun sok he's this rich chebol who has a lot of inheritance also but he wants to just run a small cafe of his own he just wants to be this little chef so he opens this seaside cafe and restaurant and kang sora also happens to go there because her brother has been swindled by someone and sold some crap piece of land there and she ends up having to go tend to that house the whole drama is pretty much set in jeju so it's uh, by the seaside and all this beautiful little coffee shops and they show in warm and cozy you see pretty much the entire uh, livelihood of people in jeju island they have showed these henyo ajumas as they call them uh these are the scuba divers who go into the sea their gear is slightly different and who catch these abalones and all the seafood that is uh, much near the shore so they have shown that in detail like there is the second lead or the yu yun sok's brother's fiance she is running the this henyo school she is part of board of the henyo school and kang sora gets admitted in that she also does that and even yoyun sok's brother he goes for the henyo school so they've showed it in such detail i had no idea before that if you research about henyo they are all typically middle aged to older women who have much better lung capacities and all that because they do all this i've read about them after i've seen this and the detail with which the level of detail with which they've seen shown the entire life in jeju was 
amazing quite amazing you made an important point that most islands the longevity is really high because of that healthy lifestyle they did. they don't go to gyms but they have a lifestyle where they need to walk and make all the movements themselves go across have a community life that alone gives them longevity there are people who can work in their fields at the age of 90 so it's believable and understandable why they go to jeju island in k dramas is because it's just 3 hours away or 4 hours away via train from also obviously that is the most common weekend getaway that you can think of some of my favorite weekend getaways that i do remember is again from my lovely kim samson where there is a big deal about female they wanting to go to halasan which is a mountain in jeju island jeju island is a volcanic island halasan mountain is there and she basically goes up there giving up on her love she treks to this mountain thinking she's going to give up on the love and when she reaches who who does she find i don't even need to tell listeners on who she would have found when she trekked up high up mountain declaring her love <laughs> and second jeju trip is in scent of a woman the female lead who is a terminal disease patient which is given in the synopsis uh, she has a family trip with her mother and her boyfriend lee dongook and all the photographs that they take there is a whole sequence right where she's posing with her mother with her boyfriend they have that jeju lighthouse in their background in all of those photos very distinguishable landmark so i'm definitely going to jeju island if i make it to seoul <laughs> Pudam and I think lead actress in both Scent of a Woman and Samsung is the same. So she seems to have some affinity for picking up scripts <laughs> that take her to Jeju Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thing that stood out for me and uh, probably resonates with the character in the, in the K drama is it's an escape from a lot of mundane thing that these characters go through in regular life. That I can relate to is something in the rain. where the male lead is played by jung hain and uh, female lead is our famous uh, sonia jin one fine day she is fed up of the whole toxicity around the work culture the to- and her family who is not understanding and she just packs the suitcase and just escapes to the jeju island where one of her ex colleague has set up a very beautiful very cute restaurant actually so that symbolizes a new start so jeju is like a symbol of that Sonia Jin wears a nice cute white shirt and she goes uh, in the cycle in full speed with her hair flying you know that's a dream for many of the people who stay in the city just go cycling and breathe the in a fresh air or talking about the garden uh, restaurant in uh, something in the rain it's called as evening garden in jeju island so it's a very beautiful theme a small place with limited uh, sitting capacity with lot of garden and overlooking the beach and all Uh, so that's a beautiful uh, restaurant where all uh, the main cl- uh, climax scene happens and there's also a couple of uh, uh, good restaurant scenes in something in the rain it's so uh, you have a restaurant called as bar omuza which is also called as uh, hunhun so there uh, they uh, meet up very frequently so uh, i think four or five times uh, it comes uh, throughout the drama and each of them uh, is very very critical to the drama itself you know all the important events happens in that uh, restaurant bar omuza talking about the restaurants i also want to mention uh, the famous barbecue olive chicken cafe restaurant uh, in goblin the lo- uh, lonely uh, great god so in the drama sunny who is paired opposite grim reaper who is sangeeta's uh, favorite uh, actor uh, lidon book so she is the owner of that restaurant and 
surprisingly you will note that the owner doesn't eat the fried chicken she only munches the peanuts and you know all this or whatever healthy stuff she can pick and whenever she is in her pensive thought she sits alone nobody comes to the restaurant for some reason or the other it's a very uh, thought provoking uh, scene thinking what is wrong with this grim reaper why is he not proposing to me all those weird thoughts you know run run through in her mind so talking about actors our actresses owning restaurants the most famous of course my most favorite chef kang in <laughs> oh my ghost <laughs> we cannot forget about that restaurant the whole team and bong soon and the dishes that they make it is so beautiful in that they, i mean they've shown so many different dishes and the whole how a restaurant functions how such a small team brings together lunch and dinner in the afternoon and evening how they do the whole thing they've showed it so so well so so very well depicted uh another drama of again jojong soup also has a restaurant in a important uh, thing is uh, you are the best lee seon shin where he owns an agency which is upstairs i mean which is in the first floor of a building where there is a restaurant downstairs where lee seon shin works she works part time and his friends own the restaurants owns the restaurant so pretty much all the important scenes in the whole drama happen there a lot of those scenes apart from the other scenes that happen in coffee bay coffee shop which mostly uh, jo jung sook and lee sin shin are meeting up but a lot of those important scenes the drama plots and twists are all happening in this restaurant so it's very uh, amazing to see one simple restaurant one simple building building up the plot and taking the story forward uh, you know when you talk about this this descendants of the sun was my second drama which i absolutely loved to bits and the whole plot line is actually army officers and doctors but interestingly dalcom is a chain coffee chain in korea which plays an integral part to that entire series where the relationship development of not only the first but also the second couple is shown past present also when the tragedy hits the ladies they bond over last time before they go their own ways discussing all the beautiful memories in that coffee shop and there's a very beautiful poignant scene is where she's remembering him and she's holding that little stuffed toy and walking across in that dalcom i mean again this is a product placement thing but they show that coffee shop but you identify that she's recollecting all her memories with him that happened in that coffee shop so for a setting of army action doctors hospitals that coffee shop i thought played a very critical part to that story in descendants of the sun what i also find very interesting is this it is obvious that for lead characters to meet they would they will choose restaurants and cafes very carefully but i also like the fact that representation of different kinds of restaurants in even ownership and where they meet for example lot of parents of male lead or female lead lot of them open medium range restaurants like a chicken fry restaurant in wild romance the female lead's father owns small time restaurant there there are other dramas about it as well where they do that weightlifting fairy yeah, weight lifting fairy i looked up it's a, I, i hope i get the pronunciation right uh, the name is called jegion meol i'm not sure if i've got the pronunciation right jegion meol yeah it's actually a restaurant and a lot of university students uh, frequent it uh, so it's a, become a very famous spot and they've actually put up weightlifting fairies some shots and scenes for uh, people to identify uh, with the restaurant do you remember that hyderabad's corn shop 
in startup. Oh, yeah. Yes, beautiful. Which is in front of cherry blossom trees. There was this box where the leathers were exchanged and all of that. That is actually a real place, really beautiful place, which is one of the tourist spots as well. That first contract. Even the one that where Harmony later has a truck up there, that is also a famous location, though that's not a real shop as such. But uh, even that is a location chosen with care. You can just see that with the background and everything. And what is the beauty? Like all this, you said corn shop, these fried uh, chicken restaurant in, in these uh, dramas. They take the story ahead. They're not just there because it's a profession they have to show or what their parents are doing or what the grandmom is doing. It actually takes key plot points happen at those places. That's what I love uh, about how they have, how the art directors have thought through or how the directors have thought, thought through when writing these uh, plot that lines. True. Even in Itawan class, the whole drama is pretty much set around those few restaurants, those couple of restaurants and... Brilliant, right? What a series. I love that Absolutely. <laughs> We keep mentioning it one class. I think many people would have wanted to watch it by now. I looked up the first Dan Balm, which is his restaurant where he opens up actually a place in Itawan. And the second one also, Oriol is the name of when he has to shift the location because of he comes under pressure. Poonam was telling us people plan their tours around these K-drama locations. Oriol has become a big restaurant for people to go visit because they want to experience uh, Itawan class's uh, atmosphere. <laughs> it's like in Switzerland where you have all those posters, right? In Switzerland, you have Correct. all those posters. So here in, in Secret Garden, uh, where, where the bench, these two, uh, Hinbin and the, you know, the female lead was sitting, they put a poster there. In Legend of the Blue Sea, in the Aquarian, they put a poster there. Okay, this is where Lee Minho walked. <laughs> How can we forget our coffee prints? That's also a chain of coffee shops eventually. And uh, look at how carefully that each and every nook and crevice of coffee shop was actually created in coffee prints. That reminds me of Gong Yu, mainly Terrace House. And that terrace is seen in that drama because he's serenading his female lead on phone by singing songs there. And they have discussion. Let's go on a date to Namsan Tower, 63 building, wherever you want to go. Loving conversations happen there. And you can see Namsan Tower from his terrace. I found out it's not even a house. It's a soul animation center. <laughs> it's a rooftop of soul cartoon center. So we might be forgiven for being aspirational and ooh, eyeing over a house. In Beauty Inside, there is a scene inside a house. It's not a house, it's a park. So you see this huge expanse of mansion, which is a golf course and where people are passing around. It's actually a state park owned by a state, but it's shown as a mansion. So I find it fascinating how they choose their houses. Do you girls have any stories of your own? I do actually. In fact, Boys Over Flowers. And uh, sorry, Uma and Poonam, I'm taking away your favorite series, but... <laughs> Apparently, the mansion which they lived in, uh, Lee Mino and his sister, is a country club, a famous country club. I forget the name. I had noted it down and I forget the name. And uh, I'm like, no wonder they couldn't find uh, the father who was with coma and they couldn't find him for so many months because it's such a big <laughs> mansion that they have shown. Yeah, <laughs> this is reminding me of that joke that my house is so big that I have to use a bike to get around the house. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, Meenal, it's not very surprising that, you know, they, they chose a country club for that uh, house. There are so many houses which are like tourist attractions. Can you believe that? It's so many houses that it is meant for the drama shooting. It is actually a tourist attraction. But the noteworthy thing which I really like, not because it's a tourist attraction, that I came to know only today, is there's this uh, house in Uncontrollably Fond and the same house is also coming in Beauty Inside. 
Uh, it's called as the Rivendell Prestige Guest House, and it's named after a place probably in Lord of the Rings, prob probably. The house is so huge. Talking about the huge houses, I remember, you know, Sangeeta was also mentioning about uh, Secret Garden and there was this uh, huge house of uh, Hinbin in, in that also, where there's a water bridge and all that, right? Yeah, the, the same house which uh, Hyunbin, Kim Joo Won's character uh, stays in Secret Garden. Again, it's so it looks so different in What's Wrong with Secretary Kim again. What you imagine looking at Oscar and uh, Kim Joo Won's characters in Secret Garden, it's totally different when you look at it. But it's very different in uh, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim again. Another such house which I uh, noticed is uh, the South Cape, like what Meenal was mentioning about Boys Over Flowers, right? The clubhouse. Similar clubhouse in uh, Blade Man and Cinderella and the Four Nights. South Cape uh, clubhouse. So it's a huge clubhouse and you can see the similarities and the differences in both the dramas. So while y'all are on this uh, Hyunbin's uh, secret garden and what's wrong with Secretary Kim uh, Park Seo to me, these are Chabal bachelor pads. Okay. Another bachelor pad, which was amazing, was uh, Strong Bong Soon's, the main lead's house. Very fascinating. What I'm fascinated is, is supposedly they're not showing any servants, etc. around. And they are spick and span and neat and clean. Men, men, bachelors <laughs> living like this. <laughs> Talk about this. this is not happening. Exactly. <laughs> These are men clean and do a lot of their work on their own. We have established that. So, Meenal. We've established that. Totally, Poonam. You are, you are right. You're right on that. <laughs> She's right. She's spot on. <laughs> I really think that houses are reused over and over again in K-dramas. For example, the center of a woman house, that particular gate that keeps showing up where both firstly male lead and the second male lead keep showing up at that gate. It's so familiar. If any of our listeners can actually tell us where else they have seen it, I would be really helpful because I have a problem. If there is something that I know is familiar, I have that knowledge hidden. If I can't recall it, it's annoying, irritating. So somebody please put me out of this agony. You, you have company, Poonam. <laughs> <laughs> we all are the same. Don't worry, you have company. <laughs> we all are the same. We've got all these same bugs. <laughs> we have the same bugs. <laughs> Bug inside us. Irritates me that I can't remember where this is. <laughs> All right, I feel slightly better. <laughs> okay, can we talk about rooftop houses, girls? Because yes, we have to. K dramas would have us believe that almost fifty percent population already live in rooftop houses. I will start with one rooftop prince because the whole drama synopsis is based on this fact. This prince from Josian era arrives on the rooftop of female lead's house, which is why he's called rooftop prince. And I looked up. That rooftop house is supposed to be house of a poor girl who is working really hard, multiple jobs and all about to make both ends meet. But it is a mansion actually in real life. Three years ago, it was torn out. But rooftop prince actually arrived at a mansion and not a poor girl's house as they want us to believe. And this is where four of them live. The rooftop prince, his two ducklings, basically his courtiers from Josian era and the female lead. It's a house which is the mainstay of the entire drama. So tell me your rooftop stories. They make it look so glamorous, right? Like I have a list of K-dramas that I've watched, uh, which all have rooftop uh, apartments, Her Private Life, Because It's My First Life, uh, Love Struck in the City, Beautiful Gong Shim, so many. I, I'm sure you all will add in more. Catch the ghost. Catch the ghost. How can I forget that? <laughs> of course. But my whole point is it looks very glamorous. It looks very lovely, romantic. Our friends get together on the terrace to have drinks and talk through the night. 
beautiful views of the city but i have two things that bother me and this is me being practical and this is where i feel i should not watch uh, unrealistic dramas how on earth do they get their groceries up and down in climbing those stairs how do they get all those big pieces of furniture up those narrow stairs come on it's impossible i remember that scene from friends where you know david schwimmer's character said pivot <laughs> pivot get <laughs> down so to me to me this is something which keeps nagging my mind i'm like how are they getting all this stuff up there so in fact uh, poonam you mentioned the sofa thing and because this is my first life i don't know how he dragged that pink sofa up in into that rooftop tiny little apartment <laughs> no the funny thing is they show, they're supposed to be these dingy little places which are affordable for poor folks and single people low wage earners are supposed to live and then some chebol comes because the girl lives there and they look at these lighting these fairy lights all over the place and they're like oh wow this is such a beautiful view of seoul i've never seen i'm like <laughs> Dude, no. There is one more dialogue they say. The chebol will often say, "Oh my God, my bathroom is bigger than this." Oh, there is no yeah. space. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> But the beauty is, some couples would have set up their whole life there, and it reminded me always of the Mumbai. chawl system where more than four people, five people live in that small little one room and uh, live their whole life there. But uh, when I think about it in today's world, I don't think it's a very glamorous way of living. I I don't think anybody enjoys living there. You just live there out of misery or out of uh, no choice uh, because you don't have the money. Uh, I I'm sure it's the same in Seoul in reality right now. But K dramas uh, make you want to live there, which is what I'm not able to reconcile in my head. Yeah, because uh, in Namil Villa, which is in Fight My Way, I, I have noticed that kind of uh, houses also shown in there, where there are lot of stairs, and there, then the whole colony is there. There are doors on both left and right hand side of the stairs, and that's how the entire uh, villa is planned. And old Halmonis and Harabujis climb those stairs effortlessly. Yeah. Like, oh my God, my knees are aching looking at them. <laughs> exactly. And lot of things happens on those stairs to houses. Even in Itte one class, I have seen those stairs. Though it might not be of a residential place, but lot of things seem to be happening. I don't know what area is this. Are they similar areas? But looks like uh, Seoul is not probably even. <laughs> Definitely not. Even Shopping King Louis, where the female lead stays, is again in this uh, staircase uh, area. And there's a very beautiful scene when uh, comes to see her again. He lays down a red carpet, and the sweet little thing doesn't walk on the red carpet. She walks on the other stairs. and she's told please walk on the red carpet it's for you so they they built pretty scenes around it like i said they make us feel like oh this would be so romantic uh, to go live there but uh, no it doesn't definitely not so talking about the houses different kinds of houses i mean the most um, when we are talking about ambitious or aspirational the most aspirational would be the huge chebol mansions that they show where this patriarchal head of the family or the family matriarch is living and the whole family is sort of going there to pay respects and all that you see these huge houses with multiple rooms and like i said about the restaurants where we talk about eavesdropping there are so many eavesdropping scenes happen in these rooms also <laughs> because the harabuji is sitting and calling somebody in the family to discuss inheritance issues or something like that and somebody else is hearing and somebody else is plotting something else <laughs> one drama that really comes to my mind when i talk about this is money flower that whole drama is about janghyo can his stepmom to say who was supposed to have killed him in his childhood so the whole drama is about that 
one after the other plotting to prove that okay i'm better than you i'm smarter than you and all these happen while they are eavesdropping on this particular room where the harabuji is sitting and he is talking about all these important issues with jangir uh, there are so many such dramas when we talk about it even city hall city hall is also another such drama which is a very political stuff female is a mayor and the mayor lead is also contesting to be an mp so there is uh, this whole political background to it when the lead chasungwon is going to meet this political head who is supposed to be the king maker who deals with all these political parties and he does that so you see this whole build up what when they do these kind of scenes this huge mansion where they will be walking multiple bodyguards will be there there is a chamber an inner chamber supposedly which only very few people have access to it they go there have this important discussion and come out the way they do this whole build up the entire shoot and choose the right kind of house for it that is quite something i feel it it adds to the whole drama element the thing that stood out for me is it's okay for the in the drama if the male lead or the female lead or an important person's uh, house is very big and they've invested so much of you know detailing around that but sometimes even the villains the houses and the supporting characters houses it happens in one of the cases i think in city hunter so uh, one of the politicians house is all is very huge so they have invested and taken care to ensure that not just the male lead or the female lead or the main characters each and every character based on what the character is they put the environment and they you know invested so much of time and energy and building that environment showing the houses etc exactly like you said they all stay together but all their personalities are reflected in the different areas of chapel mentions where they reside and that's very well thought of in true k drama fashion so here's a food for your thought all your listeners make up your mind which is the first place you are going to visit when you head to seoul namsantar jeju island han river or building 63 and then figure out are you going to rent out a rooftop apartment or one of those fancy chabal mansions when you stay in seoul we are waiting to hear from you if you enjoyed our episode do spread the word we would love to hear from you brickbats and feedbacks are welcome So get in touch with us at crashlanded on kdramas at gmail dot com. Leave us a voice message in the link provided in the episode note, or simply leave us a review or rating. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handles are in the episode notes. We will be back next week with another fun episode of Crashlanded on Kdramas. So stay tuned. Anio.